Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. so much for being with us. If you would, stand to your feet and worship with us today. I was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight It was my tomb Till I met you, I was breathing but not alive. All my failures I tried to hide. It was my turn. Till I met you.
out with me. I needed rescue, my sin was heavy, but chains break out the weight of your glory. I needed shelter, I was an orphan, now you call me a citizen of heaven. our praise today and every day. He's our refuge. He's our shelter. He's that safe place. Let's lean into that as we continue in worship. Image 
Come on, real life, let's give it up for God this morning. The heavens are roaring because he has no rival. He has no equal. We serve a great God, don't we, folks? And it's our honor to sing his praises this morning. So keep it going. Come on now. You guys sounded so good this morning. And it is an honor and a privilege to worship with you. Whoa. With you. Come on now, Satan. Don't take my breath. Whew. Just kidding. I'm not looking. Man, I love being here this morning, if you can't tell. And we're just so honored that you're here today. Will you please find someone around you? Give them a smile. Give them a wave. Give them a fist bump. Make someone feel welcome this morning. I'm seeing so many new faces, so many friendly faces. Let's just keep that going. And whenever you're done, have a seat. And hey, while people in the room are greeting each other, I want to extend a special greeting to those of you joining us real life online. Go ahead and throw up some likes, throw up some hearts, leave some comments in the comment area. We're just honored to worship with you today. And hey, everyone in the room, can we give a big shout for everyone joining us online? Yeah. It's so cool that you guys can just worship with us wherever you are. And hey, if you're brand new in the room, if you're brand new online, I would just encourage you to get your phone out right now or type in the comments or click the link in the comments. I want you to type RL New, text that to 97,000. RL New 97,000. And what that does is that's going to put you in touch with a member of our connection team. Now, don't fret. No one will ever show up to your door. So completely digital. We just want to reach out to you sometime this week by a phone call, a text message, something like that, and just ask how your morning was. Just let you know again how, how glad we are that you came to worship with us today. We'd also love to answer any questions that you might have about Real Life Church. And maybe most important of all, we want to check how we can be praying for you and your family this week. So if you've never done that before, go ahead and do it now. RL New. 97,000. You know what? There's another group of people that I want to recognize today. Um, if Easter Sunday was your first time ever at Real Life Church and you're back in the building or back online today, we just want to honor you. Can we give a huge hand? Because I know I've seen some faces today. You know, it could be, it could be kind of easy for some to go on Easter Sunday. But man, coming the week after, now that's awesome. We're just so honored that you came back and, and just feel welcome here at Real Life Church. That's what we strive to do. If you're brand new in the room, please don't leave today without stopping by our new here booth. We have a small gift for you. It's just our way of saying, again, thanks for being here. So if you didn't know already, Real Life Church is a church on a mission. And that mission is to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. And another way we like to say that, we're a church for the unchurched. So I know there's people in the room today, you've been burned by church before. I know there's people that don't know anything about who God is, who Jesus is, what the Bible has to say. There are people who are wandering around, maybe feeling a little bit aimless still, as we kind of go into summer and things are sort of, we, we just don't know what's going on. And there's some people in here today that you already know God and you have that relationship, but you, you've just been searching for that church home, that place where you can get planted. And wherever you fall into that, I just want to say that this is the right place for you. And if you already are planted, praise God, it's been an honor serving with you. I just want to encourage you to be thinking about some people in your life that are close to you, but far from God. And just be praying over them this week and 
giving them an encouraging word and inviting them out so we can help them with that as well. That's just, that's close to our heart here at Real Life Church. Now, I know some people, you've been coming for a while. That's great. You're starting to get plugged in, starting to recognize the familiar faces. You love worshiping, but you haven't taken that step yet. Maybe you haven't just taken that next step to plant some roots here at Real Life Church. And I'm super stoked about today. Today's one of the, the coolest things we do. See, normally we offer our next steps over a course of four weeks, but we know that sometimes the best people are the busiest people. And that could be hard to do. That could be hard to make a commitment, and we get that. That's why Pastor Sean and Diane are so stoked to, to have you guys come out today, this afternoon, I think it's 2 o'clock, to their house for Crash Course. So Crash Course, you're going to cram those four weeks of next steps into an afternoon, about a couple hours, maybe two and a half, give or take. You're going to learn how to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And I just encourage you, if that sounds scary, if you're afraid to take that step, I get it. I just encourage you, you know what? You don't have to dive in. Dip that toe in the water. Do it today. It's going to be so, so good. And, and here's the other thing, because I know I, I just, I can't read minds, but I, I kind of feel like, you know, there's someone in this room that's going man, Drew, I would do that, but like, I'm going to be the only one there. It's going to be kind of awkward. I'm going to show up at the pastor's house. And I mean, he does a great job leading the messages and Diane, she's just like on fire on the mic up here, but I'm just going to be like feeling kind of awkward. You won't be alone. There are already people signed up. You are in good company with other like-minded people. So come on out to Crash Course today. I guarantee it's fun. And if that didn't sell you, I'll be there too. And I can't wait to meet you today. So come on now. I pray about it this afternoon. If you're going to do it, reallifechurchkc.com. Just register and uh, come find out how to get to Sean's house and Diane's house. It's going to be amazing. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I I'm kind of a Spotify guy. We might have a little bit of, you know, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, Pandora. They're all good. But where I'm going with this is I love a good playlist. And I don't know about you, maybe there's some people like me. I don't like just one type of deal. I like an eclectic playlist. I like to listen to some Metallica, and then I like to jam out to some Spice Girls. Come on, anybody like that? Let's do it, right? I know, I love it. Like-minded people. So playlists are great. And sometimes, you know, we kind of think like, man, that playlist kind of matches like the ebbs and flows of life, right? Sometimes we're really upbeat. Things are going great, not a care in the world. And then, man, it all comes crashing down, and that sad song, that slow song comes on and, and really speaks to us. And, well, I would like to encourage you today to hit pause on your life playlist, and I want you to plug in to God's playlist. He's got an amazing playlist for our life today, and he's going to speak to us through some songs of faith. So I want you to check this out and get ready for a great word this morning. Come on.
you go. I'm still trying to get past the Spice Girls comment. That's all I got to say. With your selection of music, Drew, it explains why I have so many kids. All right, I'll stop. It's not that kind of church. All right, so uh, Victor, nice moves on the screen, buddy. Come on, give it up for Victor back here. Killing it. Incredible, nice work. Well, hey, I need you guys' help this morning. Um, so spring break was a couple weeks ago, weeks ago. I know, who went to the beach a few weeks ago on spring break? Let me go to the beach. Put your hand up high. Put it up. Come on, look. Yeah, I heard some stories. Put the hand up. Anybody, anybody else go to the beach? Just, just one person. Oh, I can't see back here. There you go. All right, there you go. All right, stand to your feet, you two. Victims, I mean volunteers. That's what I meant to say. All right, Logan, where'd you go? Alabama. Alabama, and uh, what were you doing on this trip? I went to the beach. <laughs> I got asked better questions with Logan, apparently. Uh, did you go swimming? Yeah. You see any sharks? No. Did anything freak you out in the water? There were some big waves. Some big waves. There you go. I heard you were uh, checking out some of the babes on the beach. There was one girl with a thigh tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> that was the story I heard. I'm not going to lie. So you're at the beach just staring at all the women. It's like, what is going on? Logan. Father like father like son, you know. <laughs> Here's Barry. <laughs> so before Barry got in the room, I was going to say that. But now he's here, I take it all back. Don't pick a fight with Barry, by the way. All right, where'd you go? Cancun. Cancun. <laughs> Unreal. All right, well, apparently you went swimming. Did you have fun? Yeah. Do some snorkeling? Yep. Do you scuba diving? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Do you surfing? No. All right, so do you get freaked out all in the ocean? I definitely screamed a lot while I was underwater. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. All right, nice work. Thank you. Yeah, in the ocean can be kind of a freaky place. Cancun, by the way, come on. I'm so jealous. So you're like made for the beach, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I've, a couple times in the ocean, I've been completely freaked out, uh, one of which I was in Hawaii and um, terrible life, you know, terrible. And uh, we're down there in Kona, and uh, it was my first day surfing ever. There's a couple breaks out there, and uh, I was doing pretty good. I was like, come on, you know, I can do this. And so they sent me over to this other break, and the wave's like four foot, so it's like nothing too crazy, kind of normal. And uh, out in the distance, I can really see some rollers coming in. And, you know, I'm new to the ocean scene. And if you're with avid surfers, they kind of recognize everything. Well, they start swimming like crazy out. I'm like, I don't know what they're doing. Like, they're coming in, you know. So these waves come in. I try to catch the first wave, and this thing is like an 8, 10-foot wave. And as I get up on there, it just kind of throws me over. It's like the hand of God just smashing you like a 5,000-pound hammer into the ocean. Have you ever been there before? I don't know if you have. But it's basically like tumbled around the dryer uncontrollably. I'm in a fetal position underwater. Just You don't know which way is up. Just, just rolling, rolling, rolling. It's probably like 10 seconds, and finally it's like, Boom, and you pop up to the surface, and it's like a sea of foam. Like just imagine a bunch of suds just all popping around you. I'm like, that was awesome. You know, like the hand of God just crushed me. Like you ever felt so, it's so much power in that. And uh, there's, a, there's more to the story. It ended up, uh, I didn't realize that the waves come in sets of three. It was like a rogue set, so like the, I end up with some 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 broken bones, I'll put it that way. So I'll tell the story, rest of the story later, but it's, it was a lot of fun. And so... A few days later, I went snorkeling. I did go surfing again, by the way. I just taped some toes back over. It worked out well. Um, good, good stories. Uh, but I went snorkeling over where Captain Cook had been killed in uh, this part of Hawaii. And um, this, there's a reef right around there. It's like one of the most beautiful reefs in the world. And so me and Dan are snorkeling, and the water is like probably 10 to 20 foot deep. You know, you're snorkeling down. And at the edge of the reef, it literally just drops off into this great abyss. 
if you've been there in the ocean, you're like, just see just dark blue, just gone. And so here's this, like, 20-foot beautiful stuff, and this is gone. And Hawaii, I don't know if you know about this, but it's a volcano. Come on. And uh, it's, like, actually one of the tallest volcanoes in the world. If you were to put it above sea level, it's taller than Mount Everest. So you can imagine it just disappears forever. And so as you get to the edge of that, you're like, oh, man. You feel like a little ant staring up the Empire State Building, you know? You feel so uncomfortable. It's like this weird, eerie feeling, like, what's going to go eat me? Like, what's under there? You know, like the giant squid, like what's going to happen? And so you just, like, stay away. Whatever you do, you're not going to go to the edge of the reef. And as I was, like, rehearsing this and thinking through this, I was thinking, man, this is like uh, Moana's dad, right? Do not go past the reef. You know? No one goes beyond the reef. You know? So it was in my head. I worked that in the message, by the way. Come on, dude. That's how you know you got little kids. I don't watch for fun. Don't judge me. Come on. But it's so easy. Like, I don't know if you've been there. In the ocean, anybody freaked out in the ocean? If you've been in the ocean, you might have been freaked out. Put your hands up, been freaked out. I know you. Yeah, Barry, come on. Barry's got a story. I'm done making fun of you, Barry, but I'm not. He almost drowned. Boy can't swim. Needs some help. Pray for Barry in the water. All right. But it's it's so easy to get freaked out in the ocean, you know. Like we always want to play it safe. Like for the most part, like we want it's comfortable. Like we want to put our feet on solid ground. Unlike the stage, if you hear it squeaking sometimes, right? We want to put our feet on solid ground. We want we want something that's predictable in life. Well, something that's easy, something to retire off of, something that makes complete sense. But oftentimes God pushes us past the reef, doesn't he? Like, oftentimes says, no, that's a little too easy. Boom, in the deep end. Like, he puts you in the waves. He puts you in the storm. He puts you in darkness. He puts you in these hard things in life to grow you, to develop you. And this is exactly what Jesus did with his disciples in Matthew 14. He said, meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land. For a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting what? What were they fighting? Come on. Heavy Heavy waves. I'm like, man, I can relate to these disciples about 3 o'clock in the morning. The thing you need to know about these disciples, I mean, these are seasoned veteran fishermen. They know how to operate a boat. They've been out at night. They've been out all night. They know how to operate this equipment, and they're in trouble, and they're terrified away from the shore. So Jesus comes to them walking on the water, and when the disciples saw him walk on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them once and said, do not be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. And then Peter, I love Peter. He had, he, had to, he had to speak up. Peter called to him and said, Lord, if it's really you, you tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. And so Peter went over the side of the boat. And that's where God's going to call us today. And walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was what? What's the word? He was terrified. Like he took his eyes off of Jesus and he saw what's going on around him. He thought, oh no, I can't do this. He began to sink. He said, save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus immediately reached out. I love this. And grabbed him. And he had a little question for him. He said, you have so little faith. Why do you doubt me? We're in a season of storms. You know, 2020 and 2021 has been a little crazy around here in the United States. And, of course, all of us have been radically changed by this. But what storm are you walking through today? Like, what storm is happening in your life? For some of you guys, it's your marriage. Like, you come home, and it is a storm. Like, you can cut the tension when you walk through the door. There's so many marriages that are being stressed. So many people are being hurt in this season. For you, maybe loneliness, and maybe depression, maybe health diagnosis. I talked to a few people in our church this last week who are waiting to get the results for some tests. You know, maybe for you, you feel like you're sinking this season. Maybe you feel like you finally made some traction, but now all of a sudden, you start to sink. Maybe financially, you're drowning in debt. Come on, somebody. Like, you know, Easter was great. Now you're like, back to the real world, you know? Like, I, I bought my truck, but now I've got to pay for it. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. There's relationships maybe you feel like are slipping away around you. Maybe you thought it was working out, but you find out it's not working out. Maybe you're struggling with depression, and you feel like you can't even breathe. 
like you don't know what to do next. I talked to a young man uh, right before the first gathering, and he works for the fire department. Just the amount of people struggling with suicide, people who struggle with depression, trying to commit suicide, do commit suicide, is unreal in this season. And you may feel like today you came in, you're barely head above water. And so what they want to do is I'm going to give you a song of faith. We're talking about the songs that made us. I believe every song has a season. Every song has a season. What season is your soul in? Is your soul in the season of summer? I mean, it's all fun. The season of spring, things are new and fresh, like fall. Like th- things, things are just closing down. It's a fun season, kind of cooling off. Or maybe it's the dead of winter. You feel like, man, I'm not going to make it through. You know, I asked you guys on social media. Some of you guys posted what season you're in. And uh, Victor back there, he, he spoke up. And he's in, he's in the Stephen Curtis Chapman season, The Great Adventure. Come on, somebody. <laughs> if you have no idea what it is, good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do like Stephen Curtis Chapman. I, I, I had to go back and listen to it after you put it on there. Uh, or, or 1991, somebody posted this. The awesome God. Come on, you guys remember awesome God? Yeah, one person. Cool. I like that. Uh, somebody posted a big house. Remember my father's house, big, big house. Touchdown. You remember that? Nope, just me. Cool. Me and the weird kids. All right. Uh, somebody posted Justin Timberlake during the season of summer. They said, can't stop the feeling. Come on. So we turn right now, we can turn the large dance part of this morning. I mean, that is the dancing song. And then Jody, this guy, one of our guys on the team, he, he posted uh, something from Greece. I was like, this is a little surprising. He said, Summer Lovin'. That's his song. I was like, all right, boy, I don't know what to say. Like, you're hanging out with Drew a little too much, I guess. But this series is all about looking at songs that made us as Jesus followers. I mean, these songs are iconic. The songs that move mountains of faith. And I believe today the song you're going to sing and the guys you're going to worship to, it will move you from the dead of winter into spring or summer. But that's how powerful the song is. And if you don't have any church background, awesome. This is your series because you're going to see and hear some of the songs that made us as Christians. You go, wow, that song is amazing. Now, some of you guys have experienced a church. Let's be real. Most of us do. You're going to hear the song today and go, oh, yeah, I forgot about this one. This is a great song. And so today I want you guys to do stand to your feet. We're going to worship today. We've got one more song. And we're just going to, this is a song of faith. And it's so incredible. This song came out eight years ago. Came out in February 2013 as a single, uh, and this song changed the world. Matter of fact, the first time I heard the song, I was in South America in Bogota, Colombia. I was at a church there on a Sunday morning. Uh, everybody speaks Spanish, and uh, this song they sang for the first time I ever heard it in my life. I thought that song is so special. Like I had no idea what it says. Like I don't speak Spanish, you know. But that song is so special. I can remember hair standing up. It's like, this is so beautiful. And it's amazing. I looked it up. I was like, man, this is incredible. I'm on this missions trip, and God's just speaking to me through this local church down there. And I want to encourage you. This song was iconic. In the 2010s, it was, it was the number one most billboard chart. It was on top of the charts 42 times over a 61-week period. Incredible what God did to this song. So I'm going to dedicate this song for those of you who feel like you're sinking. If you're in a season where you feel like you're ready to give up, a season you feel like you're retreating, a season you feel like you don't have the right information, it's a season of the unknown, this song is for you. This song is a song of faith. This song is a song of walking on water. It's a song of Peter getting out of the boat. This is Hillsong United's Oceans. Come on, let's worship together.
Father, we come before you. God, thank you for making all nations and all people, God. I pray today your spirit is fall in this place, not just here, but around the world. This isn't about us, God. It's about everybody who isn't here. So, God, I pray for your spirit to move. God, I pray for those that came in feel like they're drowning. God, that you have the spirit that fall in this place upon them. God, that they can climb out of the boat and walk by faith. God, thank you for everybody. God, their heart to serve you. God, I pray you take us out, that our, go beyond where our feet can wander, God, that we can't do it in our own ability, we can do it through you. God, thank you for this incredible song of worship. God, we give you the praise. Thank you for all you're doing. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give God some glory. Come on. How incredible. Who speaks Spanish in here? Put your hand up if you speak Spanish. All right. How did that make your day right there? Come on, I see thumbs up all around the room. That's pretty crazy stuff. Come on, you guys can be seated. Come on. How encouraging. I'll tell you what, we get a small myopic view of God until we start going to foreign countries and foreign lands where it's their native tongue. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh my gosh, God is so big. God is so incredible. And so this song is so powerful. And what I want to do is just kind of walk through what the writers kind of put together. And the writers of the song are Matt Crocker, Joel Houston, and Solomon Lithelm. They said this song is all about stepping out into the unknown. Have you been there? Where you stepped out and you had no idea where you're going to land. This is a foreign territory. It's a song about Peter with blind faith, literally in the middle of the night at 3 a.m., stepping out over the side of a boat into this waves that are crashing, not a calm sea, but into the storms of life to find Jesus. This song's all about this. Love it opens up. It says, you call me out upon the waters, the great unknown where feet may fail. I mean, that's the fray. That's where God has called us to go in his power. Look when Peter stepped out of the boat. I love this in Matthew 14, 24. It says, meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble. That's the first thing. You know, these are professional fishermen. They're in trouble. They're far away from land, if you've been there in the ocean. There's a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. I don't know about you. Oftentimes when waves come in our lives, are alive, we think that, man, this isn't God's will. All of a sudden it's hard and it's difficult. You're like, man, God isn't in this. I'm going to tell you today that God is in the middle of your storm that God is in your diagnosis, that God is in your finances, that God is in that relationship that is tough, maybe with a kid or a spouse, that God is in the midst of the storm. Can I encourage you today that never let the presence of the storm cause you to doubt the presence of Jesus, amen? Never let the presence of the storm cause you to doubt the presence of Jesus. Jesus is in the middle of that pain and the hard thing. I would go as far to say, if you're looking for God's will in your life, it's probably the hardest thing in front of you. Like if you just find the hardest problem in front of you, that's where God wants you to solve. That's where God wants you to get planted. Can I encourage you today that we're called to step out of the boat? And if we're real honest, we like it super comfortable. Like we like life predictable. I mean, we want the structure, we want the system, we want the security all around us that works out perfectly. We like smooth water, don't we? Come on. We want a beautiful like wakeboarding water. That's just my style. Just because of wakeboarding water, like you just see it, just shiny glass, right? And oftentimes, our life doesn't go that way. And if you're like my son, who's four years old, he's a little OCD. He's been watching little Daniel Tiger, he's, and Down Tiger's got them all wound up tight. You know what I'm talking about? There's a song every morning. He has to follow the song. It's get up, put on clothes. Not yet. Eat breakfast. You're close. Eat, eat breakfast. Don't, don't you get this out of order. My son was going to kill me. Eat breakfast. Brush your teeth. Put on shoes. Off to school. Every morning. And I didn't know about this song, so I'm like, what is your problem, you know? And all of a sudden, it's like, Daniel Tiger's got you warped, you know? And we set up our lives like Daniel Tiger, don't we? 
Like we are creatures of habit. You guys probably sit in the same seat you sat in last week. Come on. Like we just find a way of doing things. Like it's how we do life. It's so comfortable. It's so easy. It's so recognizable. It's just what we want to do in life is to make it easy. And a storm comes in, all of a sudden, like our faith is like freaking out. Like, is this from God? Is this where I should be? All of a sudden, we think worst case scenario. Like my mom, every time she's a little bit sick, it's like there's some, you know, she, she uh, looked up a uh, WebMD. Come on, somebody. <laughs> WebMD says, I'm going to die tomorrow. You know, it's like every time. It's just, but we're so full of fear, right? And all of a sudden, finances are getting a little tight. And instead of being open-handed and still serve people and be wise with their money, all of a sudden, we're like, nope. Nope, I'm going to hold on super tight in the season. And oftentimes we hold on to stuff we shouldn't hold on to. Like for some of us, we hold on to a job way longer than we should. Let me be honest with you, I've been there. Or we hold on to a relationship that's toxic way longer than we should hold on to. So we're holding on to things of this life, we're holding to stuff, hold on to popularity, we're holding to some status that somebody doesn't know anything about us or care anything about us. You know, sometimes it's the opposite. A storm comes in, and instead of holding on to the people we love, all of a sudden we run. You've been there before, maybe somebody around your life, all of a sudden that it starts getting a little hot, and there's some accountability, and all of a sudden they're running from you. I don't know if you have any prodigal kids or anything, but all of a sudden they start pushing away. Or maybe your marriage is difficult and start building some walls, all of a sudden the storm rolls in, it's somebody else's fault, and Jesus is nowhere to be found. We're not praying before that storm, you know what I'm saying? And that fear keeps us from following Jesus. Here, I'll tell you what fear looks like for us as pastors in this season. I had a, had a meeting, this was like right before Easter last week, so whatever, back up two Thursdays ago. I had a meeting with all these pastors in the city, and this is what the stats are. This is the, the to-date stats, um, that the attendance at churches in the United States, pre-COVID to now, is 36% attendance. So if you ran 300, you run 100. If you run 500, you run 180. If you run 1,000, you run 360. Is that crazy? And so they're, 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 we all kind of knew this, like, over this year, like, things are opening up, this has happened, da 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 Well, they just kind of dropped the bombshell for Easter, which I'm like, thank you. Um, they're like, hey, if they haven't come back, they're never coming back. That's literally what they're saying. You're like, okay, yeah, that's cool. And I, I already kind of walked in this season like, hey, what do we get, what do we get, you know? <laughs> that's kind of where I was at. But for a lot of guys, like, I mean, the average church in the United States has run 86 pre-COVID. So you get an idea, like, how churches are, like, barely functioning. And so what they're saying in this season, they're predicting, and it's just based on what they're seeing already, that 25% of pastors will leave full-time ministry in this season. Is that crazy? Is that crazy? There's so much unknown. There's so much uncertainty. Like, what is this going to look like? Like, can this even be sustainable? I remember when we, we went online, I was like, oh, Lord, what are we going to do? Is this, is this going to work out like we've never done this before? <laughs> like, all right. Remember my first time online? If you go back and watch it, I think they even pulled off the web. It was so bad. <laughs> In my basement, looked like a fool with this TV from 1960. I'm telling you, it was like four inches, or four inches. It was like six inches thick. You know, it's not 1960. But you know what I'm saying? It was just like, what? You know, and then I hired Jared on staff. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I'm telling you, the camera takes off 15 pounds when Jared's working it. I'm just telling you, he just looks good. He just does his thing. But I'm just telling you, we didn't know he was going to make it. All these pastors, man, this fear, this anxiety is like washing over the church. They're like, Sunday morning's no longer the driver in the golf bag. Like, it's moved down to like the three wood. Like, all of a sudden, church is totally different. There's this fear that sets in. A lot of guys don't know what to do with it. A lot of guys are walking out. In our church, I don't, I don't know what it is about our church. I, I don't have a lot of recipe on this. I don't know. I, I've thought about it, but I have no idea why. But our church is run about 80% pre-COVID which is incredible. And I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm not saying you have to come in person, 
But for whatever reason, God has blessed it. By God's grace, we're at 80%. And I, I mean, we were prepared for nothing. So we're like, yes. When you launch a church, you're like, there's five people. Come on, Jesus. You know, it's like, yes, we're church planters. We get a little, we get a little crafty. You know, we, we, know how, we know wheel and deal. That's the way we roll. And for me, like, I have no ambition or desire to hang up my cleats. Come on, somebody. Like, I have no desire in my life to say, oh, this isn't, this isn't for me anymore. No, 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 no. I feel more called. I've actually had more fun in the last six, eight months of ministry than I've had in my entire 14 years of ministry. I mean, it's just stuff that God's just doing in my life, just pouring into people. I, don't, I could preach a message on this, but I'm telling you, it's just been a fantastic season for me personally. Now, it's not for the church as a whole. It's been a lot different. But my prayer for you guys today, maybe you're walking that season where you feel like quitting. Like, just unknown. Like, like, jobs are up in the air. The family's going crazy. Like, I don't know what it is for you, but my prayer is you walk out today with, with a song of faith in your heart. And so I'm going to look at verse 2 of the song, okay, because that's crazy when you're a pastor to talk about verse 2 of a song because it's Whatever, I'm a pastor, so I'm like verse 2 of a chapter in the Bible. So verse 2 of a song, here it is, here's how it goes. This is your grace abounds in deepest waters. Your sovereign hand will be my guide. God's all-controlling hand will be your guide. It says, where feet may fail and fear surrounds me, you've never failed and you won't start now. Man, how much faith. You know what? Jesus changes everything. When Jesus is in your storm, when Jesus shows up, automatically things change. Look at Matthew 14, 27. But Jesus spoke to them at once and said, hey, don't be afraid. Okay, about that. He said, take what? What's he say? Take, take courage. Like I know life is going crazy, but it's okay because I am, what's it say? Here. I'm here. Jesus is with you in your storm, Amen. Like all the waves and the chaos and the darkness and the loneliness and the depression and the defeat and not feeling enough and you can't go on. Jesus like, don't you worry. Don't be afraid because I am here. Come on. My preacher's better than you guys' response to that. That's all I got to say. He's here. I'm going to tell you something. Peace is not found in the absence of the storm. Peace is found, peace is found in the presence of Jesus. But the Christian life isn't about avoiding storms, Okay. It's not about that at all. Matter of fact, I don't know when you prayed the prayer to receive Jesus or how you did that, but I'm telling you, it's not about, you didn't pray a prayer of perfection. You didn't pray a prayer of comfort. You didn't pray a prayer of I'll be rich and be a millionaire and I'll give the church and build a big building. You didn't pray that prayer. You prayed the prayer to follow Jesus. A prayer that what Jesus says, the world's going to have trouble, you have trouble also. The same Jesus that was crucified. Matter of fact, when you're in trouble and life is hard, I'm thinking God's just trying to teach something. Like God's not trying to break you. God's trying to build you. Like, God puts you through that to test our faith, to see if we're going to climb out of the boat. Like, God puts us through these trials because we're trying to get somewhere, because the fruit's out on the limb. Because the people you're trying to reach and the things you're trying to do from God, all the enemies of the demons and Satan himself trying to stop you from walking on water. They're trying to stop you from having faith in God. So today I want to give you four prayers on how to walk on water. These are taken straight from this song. It's found the bridge. If you want to write it down, take notes, it's found on version, by the way, if you like that. But here's the first prayer. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. God, just use my life. Like, I don't want any limits on my faith. Like, God, if you call me across the world or you call me across the street, if you call me to give, God, if you call me to forgive, if you call me to love, wherever you call me, God, there's no border to my faith. Like, I'm the spirit-led every moment of the day. I'm not waiting until Sunday to hear from God. I just, God, give me something now. Like, who am I supposed to reach today? God, teach me how better conversations today. God, just lead me in this marriage thing. God, help me grow in my intimacy. Help me be the, the biggest and greatest dad I can be to my kids. Help me to show them what Jesus looks like. God, help me to be a person so full of faith. There's no boundaries what you can call me to do. Pour me out. 
God, use me across the nations of the world. Wherever you call me, I'm just gonna go. I got a blank contract right here. I'm signing it. You just have my life. That's a bold statement. If you pray this prayer, I promise you, this isn't a safe prayer to pray. Like you better get ready, get ready, get rid of some of those, those idols in your life. Just call it what it is. Some of them, they know how it works. They know every part of it. It's just super comfortable. It's so predictable. Like this is gonna float, hopefully. It's gonna float till it doesn't float. It's so predictable. They know exactly what's gonna happen again. boat. They know it's gonna float. They know it can row. It's super tangible. It's something to hold on to, isn't it? Just get hold on this boat. Like it's my boat. I know exactly how this thing works. This is something that is safe and secure for me. That boat's profitable too, isn't it? Like these guys can make some money with that boat. And it's profitable not just to make money, catch fish, but it's profitable to get from one place to another. Like it's just easy to understand, like A to B. Like I can explain that. It's understandable. Like I get it. Like I totally understand it. In my finite reasoning, I understand it. Not with the infinite wisdom of God, but my own ability. This boat is completely under my control. This might be the biggest reason we don't step out in faith, because we're control freaks. I do exactly that way. Daniel Tiger's gotten our church. Come on, somebody. I mean, he's just gonna lock us into what we know. It's so comfortable. Like if we take a risk and fail, what do you say to people? Because I'm telling you, the boat is so explainable. Like, I need to explain the boat. Everybody's happy with the boat. Get your big house, get your more cars, get in some more debt, buy some nice stuff, work, 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 retire for 10 years, maybe make it on your own and die. And nothing you worked for could go with you. That's what we're selling out to. That's the American dream. That's the boat that we live in. I mean, it's so easy to explain to people, isn't it? Like, they just cheer you on for that. I'll tell you what, when, it's not the people that are like your enemies that top you from following God. It's the people that are close to you. You can write that down. It's the people that they're right in the room with you. It's your best friend. It might even be your parents. Just saying. I'm speaking from experience. It's people that said, nah, you can't do that. Ah, this, you're thinking too big, son. You'll never make it. It's the people that stop you, the people you're listening to, and so listen to God. It's so rational. Just get a boat. 100% rational. But I can tell you this, the boat is a limit of your faith. Whatever you're holding on to, that's the limit of your faith. If God, you don't believe God can do something bigger, bigger and better than that? I mean, God has a different purpose for you than maybe you're holding on to? We can vastly underestimate the power of God. We can vastly underestimate the power of God and we can overestimate our own ability. Like I'll give the church when I've got enough money. Come on, somebody, right? I mean, we've all been there. Now I'll serve God once I have enough money to save retirement. We say that, people say all the time, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll get connected as soon as God gives me a sign. Like, I'll, I'll go when I retire. Like, my first half of my life is mine. And God, you have the second half. Like, I'll come back to church. My kids are old enough because they need faith, but I don't need for me. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give God my, my leftovers with that. Like, it's so easy to be that way, isn't it? Like, we, we can somehow attain to something without God. Like, it's just almost like a faithless kind of belief. But the boat is so limited. Can I tell you something today? It's so important. God does not need a boat. Come on, somebody. He does not need a boat. God's not limited by time or space. He's not limited by the law of nature. He's not limited to all the stuff he put together. He spoke this into existence. Matter of fact, Jesus is timeless. Je Jesus is boundless. He's in all places at all time. Come on, somebody. Like, he's not limited by the rules of laws of nature. Matter of fact, I was reading an article this week, and I think they found another force in nature 
these like subatomic particles that pull on each other, trying to figure out like, is there like a sixth force we didn't find? It's like, who knows? God, he made it all. Like he knows, hope there is. Whatever you find out, it's cool, man. But this is all about Jesus. And everything just points to Jesus. And so today, where's your faith at? Are we holding on to the boat? We're letting go to find God. How different would your life be if you let go of the boat? How different would it be if you just climbed out the side? Like, what would you be dreaming about right now? Like, what would be your wow moment in the next three months? Like, God, you know what? I've been focused over here, but God, I want to see you do this in my life. Like, I want to see these people come to Christ. Like, I want to see my family different. I want to see generations different. God, bring my kid back home. Like, God, do something with my finances. God, I'm just going to step out on faith on this. Like, I don't know if it's going to work out, but I may think. But if you don't show up, <laughs> oh, baby. I'm in trouble, but God will rescue you because that's what he says. He'll pick you right back up. I mean, how would it be different for you? Where would you go with your feet? And what relationships would change in your life? How would your intimacy be different if you're full of faith? And how would your friendships be different? I mean, how many people would be blessed by you if you walk by faith? Because I promise you, God did not call you to a life to yourself. God did not call you to a life that's all about you. God called your life to serve others. I mean, how many people would be loved deeply because you walked by faith? I mean, how many people would be changed because you pulled over and said, hey, here's some bread in Jesus' name? I mean, how many people would be different because we prayed for them? Like, how would your prayer life be different? I mean, how, how would it how would be different? How many people would know Jesus? How many souls would be changed because we just pray, prayed this dangerous prayer, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders? I mean, where's our trust today? I believe God's calling you out of the boat. Second prayer is this, God, let me walk upon the water. Man, Peter had the boldness to say this. Look at Matthew 14, 28. It says, then Peter called to Jesus. He said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come out to you walking on the water. Man, I love this. I can't quite see you. It's a little dark. Is that you? Jesus, if that's you, just tell me to come out on the water to you. I see the waves and the wind and the storm, but that's you. Let me walk on the water. I love this. Peter demanded to get on the water. Matter of fact, Peter demanded something that was so unnatural. I mean, most of us, and I'm being included, would be like, Jesus, I see you. Catch the rope, right? Jesus called me to swim to you. Come on, Jesus, just, we'll row to you, Jesus. Call us to row to you. But Peter, I love this. I love it. He sees Jesus on the water, and he's like, if Jesus can walk on water, I can walk on water. And oftentimes, our faith is limited by what we see, isn't it? Like, if you saw Jesus walk on water, how would you pray after that? I love it. I love it. I think Peter, maybe he sold himself short a little bit. Because Peter, what if you pray something even more bold? This is like racking my brain all week. Like what if he didn't say, hey, Jesus, call me on the water to walk to you. What if he said, hey, Jesus, can you just fly me over to you? Wouldn't it be cool? Or Jesus, can I just float to you? Like just like in the air? Or can you just teleport me like the first time? Boom, boom. Just like, da. Or Jesus, hey, can you turn this boat to something bigger? Hey, can you put us out in Cancun? Come on. Can, can, can you drain this lake and walk on dry land? I mean, you could have prayed anything, couldn't he? But he saw something. He said, well, if he can do it, I can do it. I'm telling you something. If Jesus can love you, then you can love other people, amen? If Jesus can forgive your spouse, that's a message for some of you today. If he can let go of bitterness, if he can let go of forgiveness, if Jesus can lay himself down for the world, then so can I. If Jesus can pour himself out, if Jesus can love the unlovable, if Jesus can stand at the door as a prodigal father and wait for his kids to come home, so can I, amen? 
Like we can do this. We can love bigger. Like we can give bigger. We can be more surrendered. Like we can lay ourselves down at the feet of Jesus. We can get out of the boat. We can be more patient, be more grace-filled, just praying the prayer, God, let me walk upon the water. I do think Peter sold himself short, by the way. I think he did. I think he could pray a bigger prayer. Third prayer is this, God, wherever you would call me, and wherever you call me, can you imagine spinning the globe and saying, God, wherever you call me? Can you imagine having that kind of faith? Like seriously, like I'm ready to go. I'm telling you, if you want to be used by God, all you got to do is be available. It's willing and available. That's it. Say, okay, God, I'm not that qualified, but if you call me, I'm going. I had a buddy of mine, he started Vapor Ministries, and it was through a storm, like literally in Texas. He's sleeping in the back of his Explorer, didn't have the money to do anything else. The storm rolls in, he's out there and he's crying. He's like, man, this isn't the life I had figured out. And God just spoke a word into him. He said, if you have to row to Africa, you're gonna go. He just got back up in the driver's seat and said, well, I'm gonna start raising some money. And God did incredible stuff in this ministry. God's still doing incredible stuff in this ministry. They have seven centers across the world. I'm talking about half a million dollar centers. They just do it up well. People come to Christ. I'm talking about thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people come to Christ a year. Talk, I'm talking millions and millions of gallons of water, clean water going to people, all because somebody said, if I have to row, I'll go. Like wherever you call me, I'm ready to go. And how about you, this song just speaks to me because I served this song in a third world environment or a second world environment, developing country by people who never would know me from anybody, crying out to God, call me wherever you wanna call me. And God used me, I'm this pinnacle, you know, fork road moment because I'm pouring myself out on this missions trip. But I'll tell you something, I got more from that trip than, than they got from me, come on somebody. Like when you give, I'm telling you something, there's something that happens in your life. And I'm sitting there just like getting goosebumps. And I love singing in a different language. And for some of you guys, that's your like your, your native tongue. That's, that's like, that's speaking to you. And we get so myopic. Like we think our faith is all about the American dream. There's a whole world that needs Jesus. Like we get so focused on that. And the call of God is on your life to be planted into the movement and mission of God. Can I tell you, you're really missing the mark if you think going to church replaces being planted into the movement and mission of God. If your idea of Christianity is you show up on a Sunday, you do your time, come on, somebody like prison, you know what I'm saying? Do your time, you go back, do your thing, you come back, on. it's just a check mark of what you do. You miss the entire point of Christianity. You've missed it. There's a big difference between showing up and consuming something from God. They're being planted in the mission of God and going back and being a spiritual contributor to somebody else. It's absolutely crazy what God will do with your life. That's why every single week since we launched this church, almost every single gathering since we launched this church, we've always offered next steps. It's our way to get you guys plugged into the mission of God, at least understand how we do it here. And so what we do is we take you through what we call the four things, that you know God, we want to help you know Jesus. And what we do is we look at your relationships. Who poured into you? Who's your spiritual mom and dad? Who's doing life with you side by side and who you poured into? And that's an important conversation. We have that conversation with you. We take a lot of time to have that conversation. Come on, see where you're at spiritually. And we give you some next steps to help you know God better. We talk about finding freedom. We talk about getting past your past and getting through all the stuff and the mess and the, the bitterness and the hurt and unforgiveness and the abuse and all the neglect and all these things that happen in our life. We say, this is how you can do it. This, this is how we do it here. We're gonna get you some relationships. We call them life groups. We're gonna help you out. This is what it's all about. We explain that. And we talk about those relationships in your life. Then we look at who God's created to be. We talk about your, we talk about your spiritual uh, your spiritual gifts, talk about your heart, ability, your passions, and your experience. We look at all this and we say, okay, where, where does God want to move you next? Where do these passions come from? 
Like, why are you passionate about this stuff? That's God's call in your life. How can we plug you into the mission of God to serve and make a difference? That's what it's all about. There's nothing crazy spiritual about it. We're just listening to your story and plug it into what God wants you to do. That's what will help you get connected to the call of God. Some of you guys need to come to Crash Course today. Like, it's 2 o'clock in my house, 2 to 4.30. Love to have you there. If you've been to half the next steps, you didn't finish the next steps, come out. We did some stuff we're doing totally different, but I love you a part of it. It is an incredible experience. This is your time. Come on, somebody. This is your time. Some of you guys go, step out of the boat. I don't know what I'm gonna do. We got five or six people signed up already, actually more than that. So you'll be you'll be in a good company, okay? And it's be a lot of fun. But I encourage you to get plugged in wherever you call me. It's a dangerous prayer. When I was 18, I prayed that prayer. I had a full ride to Baylor University. Go bear, you know, go bears. They won something recently, I think. And um, but I didn't go there, so I can't claim that. My wife went there. Uh, I, I went to Bible college instead. Don't regret going there. Because God used it. Turned out a full ride scholarship to go to Bible college and pay for it. That was fun. I don't owe the government anything now. I paid off those debts, right? I'm, I'm telling you, God uses that. And nobody in my life understood it. They thought it was crazy. They thought it was nuts. Everybody thought I was nuts. People still think I'm nuts. It's cool. Last prayer is this. God, take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. God, do something in my life that I can't do in my own ability. At the end of my day, I want everybody to know there's something happened with that person that they can't explain that Sean didn't do, that Jesus is all about him. That wasn't my recognition. That was way beyond Sean's ability. Only God could have done that. Like, give me leadership beyond my capacity. Lead me beyond my ability. Give me wisdom beyond my years to do something only you can do in my life. We're desperate for you. Luke says in Jeremiah 17, 8, it says, with roots that reach how? How do these roots reach? Somebody say deep. Deep. How deep is your faith today? Because these roots of your faith can go deep into the water. It says, such trees not bothered by heat or worried about long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. That's the kind of faith we're called to have, amen? That in the season of the storms and the droughts, hashtag COVID, come on somebody. Your roots are so deep, even in the worst of seasons, you're still green. Your joy didn't go away. Your marriage is still strong. You're still full of faith. And God's using you to produce fruit in every single season. The hard season, the easy season, the long season, the cold season. God is going to use your life. I'll tell you something, the fruit's out of the limb. If if you're trying to avoid the struggle, you're going to miss the fruit. Because you're going to struggle because of that fruit. Those relationships need to be healed. You're going to walk out of the limb, make a phone call, and you might get yelled at. Come on, somebody. You're going to step out. Step out. Step out. Walk on the water. That's what God's calling you to do. Just get out of the boat. Get out, get out of the comfort zone. Get in a discomfortable zone. I mean, that made no sense, but just do that. So do it for that. I had this saying when I was walking through one of the hardest seasons of my life, and went like this, uncomfortable is my new comfortable. If it was easy, everybody do it. You want to do something for God? You better get real uncomfortable. Some of you guys are going to discover the thrill of being used for God in this season. You're going to pray big prayers, and God's going to answer them. You're going to pray for somebody, and they're going to take a step of faith. Some of you guys have been praying for people and they got baptized last Sunday. Come on. Some of you guys led them to our church. Some of you guys led them to Christ. And that God is working in them. That fresh starts. Actually, that was the person who posted the Justin Timberlake song on there. And some of you guys are going to give somebody and it's going to put a smile on their face. It's going to change that kid's life forever because somebody cared about him. Some of you guys are going to adopt kids. Some of you guys are going to sponsor kids across the world. You're going to make a difference in people's lives. Some of you guys are going to be the voice of encouragement to somebody. You're going to take them when their, their head is face down, and you're going to point them up to Jesus. You've been that person for somebody. There's nothing more exciting than taking somebody out of the muck and mire and the mess of life and pointing to Jesus and watch Jesus do one miracle after another. 
and Jesus start changing their heart and soul, not because you did anything, just because you pointed them to Jesus. Just because you took the time to say, you know what, it's no longer about me. I'm gonna slow down. There's so many people, so many people around you. You could stop and turn around the road behind you and say, how you doing? And God would do something incredible in your life. Just serve somewhere. Man, don't give up in this season. Don't give up. Man, don't be like the rest of the disciples that sit in the boat. Let's see what happens to Peter. Oh, he's sinking, you see, he's sinking. Oh, some of you are gonna be that person, somebody I know. But some of you are gonna go, if Peter got the boat, whoa, I'm gonna get a boat, I'm gonna get the boat too. Some of you gotta be the first person to start the wave at the Chiefs game. Come on, somebody. Who is that person? You know it's Drew. You know it's Drew. Whoa, come on, Spice Girls! Whoa, yeah! Whitney Houston. That's what he said the first gathering. Metallica, Whitney Houston. Man, got wires crossed here. I'll finish with this. Here's your prayer. Spirit, lead me where my trust is not borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. Matthew 14, 30 says this. But when they saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified, began to sink. He said, save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus, when did he help out? What's it say? Immediately, Jesus reached out and grabbed them. What could you do in life if you knew you couldn't fail? What would you attempt if you knew Jesus would save you? What would you, what would you risk if you knew Jesus could put it right back? What would you do if you couldn't fail? Here's my question for you, I'll end with this. When's the last time you stepped out and did something only Jesus could do? For some of you, it may have been never. Some of you guys might have been a year ago. For some of us, maybe it was last night, I don't know. But when's the last time you stepped out and said, okay, God, if you don't show up, I'm gonna sink. I believe God is calling you to step out of the boat today. Step of faith. Father, we come before you. God, pray there be a people that steps out of the boat. God, pray that we be faith-filled, that we be full of fear, be full of faith. God, lead us, God, into uncharted waters. God, if we see something that's uncomfortable, we know it's from you. We're not the kind of church to play it safe. We're not the kind of people to play it safe. We're not gonna build our life on the sand. We're building our life on the rock of Jesus, every moment living by faith. For those of you today that say, you know what, I'm gonna step out of the boat today. God's speaking to me. I'm stepping out of the boat. If that's you, you put your hand high and say, I'm stepping out of the boat today. Come on, hands up across this place. I'm stepping out of the boat. It's been super comfortable, but today is no longer about comfort. It's about Jesus. I'll pray for you. Father God, help us all to get out of the boat. God, call us into the uncomfortable. God, call us into the fray where we are powerless. We have no strength and ability. We can only do things that you lead us to do. God, allow us to eat from your hands. God, allow us to be somebody to get to the fruit, God that we'd be the person that starts the wave in our church, that starts the wave on our block, that starts the wave in our city. God, help us to be those kind of people that lead the way for people to follow us and walk on the water too. God, call us out. God, lead us. We want to serve you. I'm going to pray for one more group of people in here. That's those of you who feel something inside your heart today and you're wondering, man, what is that? That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. That's the Holy Spirit drawing you to Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you. You might say, well, who is Jesus? I didn't grow up in church. Well, Jesus is the Son of God. He came to our world 2,000 years ago to die on a cross for us. He took every single of our wrongs and he made them rights on the cross and exchanged them because he loved us. And maybe today you say, you know what? I need Jesus. I'm recognizing my life has been about myself. I'm in a storm without a savior. Today I need the savior Jesus. The Bible says if you call on him, he'll make you new. He'll transform you. He'll forgive you. He'll give you purpose and he'll rescue you from your storm. He'll be there in the presence with you. And so maybe now you say yes to Jesus. If that's you, would you put your hand high? I'd be looking around and say, I need Jesus. Maybe online you need to click the button and say, I need Jesus today. And if that's you, I want to lead you in a prayer. Prayer does not save you, but this prayer is just the, the condition of your heart. You're going to cry out to God and say, Father God, 
Thank you for dying for me. God, thank you that in the storm of life, you're already in the storm. You're walking to me in the storm. So God, you can have my life. God, I'm reaching out to you. God, save me. God, take my life. I'll lead me wherever you want to go, God. Let's take me across the waters. I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give God some glory today. Let him know. Let's worship him. Come on. Man, if you prayed that prayer today, you made that decision for Jesus, whether you're with us in person or you're following along online, I want you to know we are so excited for you. This is the best decision that you ever could have made. So if that's you today, I've got a couple great next steps for you. And the first one is this. Just let us know about your decision by texting RLNEXT to 97000. We'll have a connection team member reach out to you over the phone. They'll just connect with you. And their whole job is this, just to make you feel home at real life and get you started off on the right path because we know that God's got something big for you and we care about you because God cares about you. And so please just uh, let us know doing that. Another great next step is if you're with us in person, on your way out of the worship center, stop at the back, grab a red bag, and inside that bag, there's a Bible. There's a link to some other great resources. It's just another great next step for you guys. We're so excited for you. It is not the end of something. It's the beginning of a great journey. Let us walk with you, uh, walk that path with you today. For everybody else, I've got a great next step for you as well. Pastor Sean talked about next steps. Man, we would love to have you go through next steps with us. It's how we get connected with you, how we get you connected with what God has for you. Man, I just love those steps. They're really concise. You get to know God. You find freedom, you discover purpose, and then you get to make a difference. And then that just continues and continues and continues. Don't miss out on this opportunity. You know, Pastor Sean didn't say this, but if you come hang out, you don't have to sign in blood. It's not like you're giving your life away today here at Real Life. Man, we want something for you. We don't want something from you. So come check it out. Get signed up online at reallifechurchkc.com. We would love to see you there today. So I want you guys to know that every time I get to talk about real life, I get to, get to talk about just the generous heart that you guys have. I mean, everything that we do from baptisms last week, just to seeing people impacted week in and week out, is because you guys are so faithful to be generous and faithful to give. So I want to encourage you guys to keep just keep that heart and just continue to be generous. And at Real Life, you can do that in three different ways. You can go online at reallifechurchkc.com. You can text any amount to 84321. Or if you want to use a cash or check, you can drop it in the giving box at the back of the worship center. Hey, check out this video and see how your generosity is making a difference. Come on, Real Life. Hey, Easter was amazing last week. You're not gonna believe this. We had 329 people in person, tons more online. Over 40 new guests became because you guys invited them out. So give yourselves a hand, come on. How exciting is that? Because your guys' generosity, God's opened the door for us to bring Christy Hardy on, part-time staff here at Real Life Church. Come on. Yay, so so, so, so maybe just kind of tell people about your calling and kind of your vision. I was very blessed to grow up in church, and but at church there were a few adults that just poured into my life and showed me Christ's love, showed me what it means to tell others about God, and gave me a passion for that. And I think through that, God just gave me a calling. And I am so very excited to be a part of this team. Let me tell you, if you don't know, this team is amazing. And I think the biggest thing is that teaching kids that God loves them, that we believe in them, and that church is fun. Dude, that's awesome. So give it up for Christy. Come on, love her. Come on. 
You seriously, you've served so faithfully and uh, you big heart for development of people. So we're proud to have you on the team. We're really excited to see what God is gonna I'm do. I'm so excited, thank you. So next week, guys, we're continuing the series, this, the songs that made us, and uh, it's gonna be incredible. This is gonna be the most iconic song we've done so far. It's one of my favorite songs. Hey, make sure to invite somebody out, man, praying for you guys. Have a great week. Can't wait to see what God's gonna do next Sunday here at Real Life Church. See ya. Can we give it up for my better half, Christy? There we go. She's the outgoing one. She's the one that builds teams. I'm the one that usually just tears them down. So we're so excited to have her just get involved even more than she already was. I was telling the group earlier this morning, and this is a big relief to me, because the last time I woke up next to a real-life staff member, it was Sean with his arm over me when we were picking up the portable church equipment. So this is a way better situation for me. So... <laughs> Hey, if you guys need prayer, especially for me, if you guys need prayer for any reason, we'll have a team member up here. We would love to pray with you. Don't miss next week. We're continuing this series, The Songs That Made Us, 9, 30, and 11. Invite your friends and family. Can't wait to see you then. And as always, remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. We'll see you guys next week.